Hello, I'm Casey. And I'm Emily. And you're listening to A Sprinkle of Sugar, A Dash of Murder, a true crime podcast with an element of baking. So, Emily, what did you <laughs> bake this week? Oh my God. What? Yeah. Um, <laughs> so, what? Um, it's a Euro, but Ooh. it's called a Nemea. And I might not even be saying this right, but that's what the recipe says. Um, So it's lamb, gyro, and then you add a a little spice to it um, with roasted Anaheim peppers. And I'm totally going to butcher this pronunciation, (laughs) but pippery's mehalomi, halomi. It's a spice, I think. I don't know. <laughs> but yeah. And it's um a San Jose like treat that they make there. So because that's where our story's gonna be today. Yeah. Yep, it's in San Jose, California, right by San Francisco. Um, Emily and I have gone there before. So if you guys yeah. haven't noticed, it's a little backwards. Yeah. Emily, Emily What's up with, with the rest that? Of- it's because first time ever, I am the one sharing the story. What? Yeah, Emily's so exciting process, for me. Yeah, Emily's in the process of moving. Yeah. So I figured that um, that I should probably do the story this week. Plus, I've been I've been wanting to try one of these times. Yeah. Oh my goodness, Emily! Props to you. Like I knew it, it required a lot of <laughs> research, but it does require a lot of research. Oh my goodness. So, I'm excited. I'm so yeah. excited. So it is about the um <laughs> the Winchester Mystery House. Yes. If I'm obsessed with the house. Yeah, it's it's very popular. It's actually a historical landmark now. Wow. As it should be. Amazing. Yeah, honestly, it's been around since the 1800s. Um it's funny because the top of my paper is titled Remington House. (laughs) So Winchester, as a lot of people know, not everyone, as a lot of people know, is a type of gun. It's very popular. And um, so it was Remington. And so I mixed up the two and I text Emily and I'm like, I'm going to do the Remington House. Have you ever heard of it? She's like, no, I'm so excited to hear about it. And then I text her like an hour later. I'm like, I'm dumb. I meant the Winchester house. <laughs> and she's like, yes, I have heard of that one. <laughs> yeah. You know, there's, so, a, there's a gun involved. Yeah, right. <laughs> so, um, and that's not even like the main part of the story. No. <laughs> um, yeah. So I'm going to go into a little bit of the history of the house. And then um, there's a lot of ghost stories that go along with this house. That's kind of what, Yay. it's not necessarily a murder. It's more so just ghost stories. Um, but this house is just really, really neat. And I feel like if you're ever in San Jose, you should definitely visit it because it's just. I want to go so bad. Yeah, I, I know. I I can't believe we were we were there together and we didn't even drive by it. We didn't even go. What were yeah. we thinking? I know. Okay. We got to go again. Well, next time. Next time we go. <laughs> All right. So in 1837, the only son of Oliver Winchester, who he was the one that 
Oliver Winchester was the one that created the Winchester Repeating Arms Company. And like I said, that's the famous gun company um, that is still around today. Um, But the only son of Oliver Winchester, William Winchester, was born in 1837. So in September of 1862, William Winchester and Sarah Pardee Lockwood were married. Sarah was a very well-educated woman. She spoke four different languages and attended some really good schools before she was married. Um, so after they were married, four years later, they had a little baby girl and they named her Annie. Aww. But sadly, five and a half weeks after Annie was born, she died of marasmus Mm, so i looked up yeah exactly i looked up what marasmus was because i don't even recognize it um and it's a severe on it's severe undernourishment causing infants weight to be significantly low oh man so now we call that failure to thrive and there's a lot of things that can cause that um just different gi issues things that can usually fixed today but a lot of things have i mean back in 1860s it wasn't really around so um, right so i'm not sure what it was but it might they might not have been aware of the treatment at the time like the baby just couldn't gain weight or something like exactly um, yeah it was just it was just completely undernourished and it wouldn't gain any weight i mean it could even be that um like maybe she wasn't producing breast milk or something. And I mean, I don't know what they did. I guess they might've used wet nurses at the time. They were very wealthy. So I guess they could have yeah. used a wet nurse. Um, but anyway, in 1873, the Winchester rifle model 73 was released and it became known as the gun that won the West. Ooh. Um, that was the standard rifle that people used at the time. So I looked it up. And there's the, I think it's Colt 45 and the Winchester Rifle Model 73. Those were like the standard guns. And people said that like those guns made people equal, you know, with a, mm-hmm. in a gunfight, you were equal if you had that kind of gun. You know, it wasn't necessarily like, it didn't take as much skill because the aim, uh-huh. the aim was better. The Everything about the gun was a lot better. With the other guns, I mean, you could aim right at them and it could go completely to the left or whatever because it's not the same accuracy as it, that, of the guns that we have today. Right. And the Winchester Rifle Model 73 was kind of the beginning of more accurate guns. Dang. Um, and they say, like, it won the West, like I said, because that's what everyone used. And so typically when you conquered something somewhere someone (laughs) um you were more likely to be using the winchester or the colt wow but that was a revolver so rifle wise it was the winchester anyway that's not (laughs) this is not the main part of the story no you gotta get the context this is such like this is like on brand casey story like guns (laughs) ghosts <laughs> exactly. Like you know I know way more it's funny what you're talking about than I would. <laughs> I know. 
the things that I cover in my story are things I'm really interested in. And then I just, co- I like probably will jump over the things that everyone's like, wait, what? <laughs> um, anyway, so in 1880, Oliver ended up passing away and he left his company to his son, William. But uh, William at the time was severely ill. And he actually died three months later of tuberculosis. Damn. Literally, everyone in Sarah's life be dying. Exactly. I know. And he only had, he was only 43 years old. So he ended up leaving all of his inheritance to her, which was at the time. So it was 1880. It was $20 million at the time. That's got to be a lot of money now. Yeah. Um, in 2019, that would have equaled $500 million. Whew. Wow. Mm-hmm. She rich lady. Exactly. Just like that. Yeah. Because wow. they inherited that all from Oliver. Mm-hmm. Plus whatever they also had. Um, and she also got almost 50% of the Winchester company. Wow. Mm-hmm. So Sarah ended up moving to California four years later and bought a two-story farmhouse in San Jose. Um, and that is the house that will one day be known as the Winchester Mystery House. Ooh, I can't as believe. Soon- oh, sorry. I can't believe this house like started as like a tiny little farmhouse. I know. I mean, it was eight bedrooms. So, okay. People, because a lot of the articles I was saying were, were, or a lot of the articles I was reading were saying that it was a small house, but then I looked and it was eight, eight bedrooms, which I mean, most eight bedroom houses aren't necessarily small plus she was wealthy mm-hmm. so I don't think she'd buy it necessarily a small house but still a two-story house compared to what it becomes is insane you're right yeah um but anyway so right as soon as she moved in remodeling began in 1888 her niece Marion Mary Mann, aka Daisy. We'll just call her Daisy for the rest of the time. (laughs) That's easier. Yeah. It was her favorite niece. Um, but she moves in and lives there over the next 15 years. Wow. So from 1890 to 1900, um, the small farmhouse, the eight-bedroom farmhouse, turned into a seven-story Victorian giant. Damn. And then in 1903, Daisy got married and she moved out. So now little Sarah is in here all by herself. That's crazy. Can you imagine having seven story house all to yourself? It must just be so lonely. Yeah. Um, and then in 1906, the great San Francisco earthquake hit. Oh, yeah. And it damaged the house um it damaged the seven-story tower and actually eventually took out the top three stories so the top three stories are very damaged so they ended up just removing those completely wow 
apparently when this earthquake happened, Sarah was actually in her room, the room, they called the room the daisy room because of the way that the windows were. Mm-hmm. And she, she was okay. And the whole room was okay, but it was completely blocked by rubble that she couldn't get out. Oh, and wow. her staff literally had to go and dig her out of the rubble. Oh my God. Mm-hmm. So she was just trapped in that room. And then that room, I think, ended up being closed off. All of that ended up being closed off. Um, and there was always, like, damage. Even though that all got remodeled and those got removed, there was still always damage to the house after that. Um, places were just completely just blocked off. Wow. In 1922, Sarah passed away. And at the time, they, they didn't call it the... Uh, Winchester Mystery House at the mm-hmm. time they always called it the Lenata Villa but at the time of her death 36 years of construction stopped wow. it stopped so abruptly that there were still nails halfway out of the wood someone stopped wow. mid hammer just oh my god they're like okay we're done we're we've done. been working on this house for 36 years <laughs> Mm-hmm. Damn. So, like I said, since the house had a strange, the house had a strange layout, and then there was still damage from the earthquake, an appraiser came and looked at the house, and he deemed the house worthless. That's Daisy, ridiculous. I know, isn't it nuts? Mm-mm. I mean, and plus, like, just everything in the house alone, because she did not pinch any pennies. She no, all out. She had gold, she had gold uh, chandeliers and different Tiffany items in there. Yeah. Um, Like things, fixtures to the house, not necessarily items that you can take out. Mm -hmm. Um, And the beautiful stained glass windows too. I can't believe that's ridiculous. Who would would say that? They're an Mm -hmm. idiot. So he ended up, um, so Daisy was the one that inherited everything and she ended up, so I, it was, it was kind of hard, the wording of this specific source. I'm not sure if she, um, if she kind of just kept the house and then sold it off or if it, it was, or if all of her belongings were also auctioned off. But anyway, I believe that um, just that that Daisy took all the items out mm-hmm. and then the house was eventually auctioned off. Wow. And apparently it took six weeks nonstop to empty all the furniture out of the house. Whew. Mm-hmm. Wow. And I don't have the individual's names, but the people that purchased the house are it's still in their family today. I mean, why would you ever get rid of it? Because, right. come on, come on. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, the home was eventually purchased at the auction. And some of the property was split up and sold. And then tours began as early as 1923. So she died 1922 and tours began 1923. Oh, wow. Well, I'm mm-hmm. sure like locals were like, what's going on in there the 
crazy Sarah who never stopped. She insists on remodeling every single day, 24-7. Like, You're exactly right. Yeah. All the rumors were flying about her and they only got worse after she died. Yeah, I'm sure. Um, They also ended up opening a park on the property that they called the Winchester Park for people to just enjoy. They could have picnics. I mean, the grounds were huge. Oh, I'm sure. And she kept them really nice with gardens. And um, I'll talk about all the staff eventually, too. She had a lot of people on the property helping out with all the maintenance and everything. Um, And then also, this is really neat. So in 1924, Harry Houdini. And do you recognize that name? Um, Yeah. (laughs) Yep. The famous. I was a musician. (laughs) Do you know that? (laughs) You know. Um. The famous magician <laughs> toured the mansion on Halloween night, and his goal was to debunk all the paranormal rumors. But he also left the house with more questions that went unanswered, and mm-hmm. um, and so he was kind of the one. He was the first one to say, "This is a mystery house." Oh wow. And that's kind of how the name started picking up because he because it was a big deal that Harry Houdini himself couldn't yeah. figure out this house. Wow. I mean, he could get out of any puzzle, right? Yeah, literally. Um, and then a lot of different stuff has happened between uh, 2018 or t- between 1924 and 2018 because I have a large gap in this timeline, but um, in 2018, they did actually end up making a film and a movie. What am I saying? A film, <laughs> a feature film. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and it and it stars Helen Mirren. You've you've seen it? Yeah, Ellie and I watched it. Yeah. Yeah. So um, Helen Mirren is starring Sarah Winchester, and it's it's called Winchester. So yeah. probably pretty easy to find. I think it's on Netflix. That's where I watched it. I don't know if it's still there. Hmm. Okay. Well, then I want to look at it too. Yeah. Is it pretty good? It's decent. (laughs) Helen Mirren's good as always. So. Yeah. Yeah. Take a drink break. (laughs) And they filmed in the actual house. So. Oh, did they really? Yeah. I remember that detail. Yeah. So that was cool. That alone is reason to watch the movie. Yeah. Even if it was a horrible movie. I don't think they were allowed everywhere, but a lot of it was the actual house. Yeah. I mean, a lot of the house is still pretty unsafe from what I gather. Right. All right. Anyway, so um, I have a little section talking about the numbers of the house because it's insane. So like I said, construction was going on for what? 30... 36 years and it was nonstop day and night so there were 10,000 windows in the house oh my god Mm -hmm. 2,000 doors they are still finding rooms are you serious what is it the ocean I know I know (laughs) how as of right now there are 160 rooms, around 160 rooms. Oh my God. There are 47 stairways, 
47 fireplaces, 13 bathrooms. Oh my. Six kitchens. Oh. Who's cooking? And it is worth right. (laughs) (laughs) And it is worth $71 million today. Oh my God. Can you imagine like I know people can, I think people can like stay in it for like funsies, but like you could literally make that up into like different apartments. You have six kitchens. You can have six different families live in there. Like, right. I know. And the interesting thing to me is, okay, so there's 160 rooms and only 13 bathrooms. I I kind of was like, yeah, what, what is that? But the thing is, it was built in the early late 1800s early 1900s so really bathrooms weren't necessarily a thing that's true they actually were kind of ahead of their time they had a whole i don't know if you'd call it central air but they had that whole system through there where you could actually get a kind of a breeze and it was wasn't so stuffy and then um they did have some they did have like sewage um disposal through it too wow so yeah it was a little bit ahead of its time with um with certain parts of it Mm -hmm. um and a lot of the different materials that were used to were just ahead of its time so now that we're talking numbers i just wanted to go over the number 13 Mm -hmm. apparently she was obsessed with this number um, she has, so there's a lot of 13 paned windows in the house. Hmm. There are 13 paneled ceilings. There are a lot of 13 step stairways. Oh, interesting. And in her will, she had 13 parts to it. And she'd signed 13 separate times. Interesting. So with all of this, I would almost still think it's a coincidence. You think? But the, I, I could see it still being a coincidence, but there's one that kind of seals the deal for me. Okay. The house had, so the house's 13th bathroom, the last mm-hmm. bathroom built has 13 windows in it how uh, <laughs> I have 13 windows in one bathroom what I know that's gotta be so specific too because it's, it's gotta 13. mean something to her it's an odd number I mean yeah. it'd be really weird to organize that aesthetically yeah like unlucky 13 <laughs> like she had to have been I mean obviously I think she was like a highly superstitious woman or something. Right. I don't know. So now the question is why, why did she do all of this? Yeah. And honestly, this podcast is not going to satisfy that because no one really knows. (laughs) Yeah. There are only rumors. So most of the things I'm sharing are just, just rumors in the end. Speculation. Yeah. Some of them, some of them are um, a little bit more believable than others. Okay. <laughs> but let's just go over some of the rumors. All right. So, 
Um, even at the time, no one really understood what she was doing in there, in this big place, constantly remodeling. Um, and so people believe that she was actually being haunted by a lot of the people that, by the people that had been killed by the Winchester gun. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And that those spirits were after her. That's crazy. So she's being haunted by the gun that won the West. Poor Sarah. Well, <laughs> if she was. Oh, you know, she no, already had a hard enough life. Yeah. <laughs> she has nothing to do with it. Oh my God. So what many people believe is that she actually went to see a spiritualist that could communicate with the dead. So a medium. Mm-hmm. Some people say that it's a mystery what Sarah learned from this medium. Others say that she was told that she's dealt with so many tragedies, you know, her husband dying, her daughter dying. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's all because of the quote blood money. Oh, um, she was told her husband was communicating to her from the other side and she needs to build a huge mansion big enough for her and all the spirits. And the one catch of all this is that if construction ever stops, she will die. Oh, yeah. I forgot oh, about oh. that. Oh. But why? What? Why would a ghost care about that? Like, I, I want 13 windows in this bathroom or you're dead. Like, why? I know. Some of, the, some of the rumors get really crazy and it's hard to know what to believe. Yeah. Because, I mean, she couldn't, have, in my opinion, she couldn't have been in her right mind. <laughs> I mean, who is if they're like day and night? construction you she can easily sleep to all that sound like right not in her right mind she no no um so the house had a very confusing layout it had trap doors skylights in the floor ew staircases that led to nowhere i think that's the creepiest thing ever a staircase Mm -hmm. that just like leads to nowhere just will always look so creepy I have one in my basement. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. And it's creepy. <laughs> I forgot. Oh, my God. Yeah. I hate your basement. <laughs> um, actually, I didn't make that connection until just now. So, honestly, the staircases that lead to nowhere, <laughs> it might just be because there was so much construction and remodeling that they didn't have time to take out the stairs before they just added another story. Yeah, that could be true. I didn't think or about she's that. she's trying to confuse those spirits, you know. Right. Um, so, and even, like, all the staircases looked super distorted. Like, you know how steps are normal? Like, they're all equal in, in height and length and all that. So, you're not yeah. tripping. All these are just, like, really distorted. Oh. And normal stairs. Um. Yeah. And then it had doors leading to nowhere. And that's what would bother me the most. That's creepy too. Yeah. Yeah. Weird. And one even led, you'd open it and it led nowhere. It Well, it, it 
so doors lead to nowhere like you'd open it and there'd be a wall there uh-huh but one of them you open it and you'd fall out of the house oh and i think it's on the second story you'd oh fall God. into the courtyard that's no like uh, you could easily get lost and that would be so dangerous yeah you take a left turn and then you just walk out of the house on the second story i wonder if they have that dark that that door like marked now like this is the one that leads outside like don't open it i don't know i would think that would have to be somewhere that they don't take people aren't allowed yeah at this point but even still for the staff or whoever whoever yeah. <laughs> oof um so she did all of this because it was supposedly supposed to confuse the ghosts so that they could give her some some space and leave her alone for a little bit. <laughs> wow. Um, do. Um, so she would actually, so she was trying to escape them. She would sleep in a different room every single night <sighs> and use I mean- passageways through the house um, from room to room to try to avoid any ghosts from finding her wow you know what she's kind of living the dream though like even with the ghosts that'd be that'd be pretty cool <laughs> just <saying>. yeah <laughs> i know it's it's just like a to be able to do whatever you want yeah and this is what she does and she's like i have so many bedrooms i can just sleep in a different one every day of the year like yeah oh my god but that'd be kind of annoying for the staff because they'd have to go and figure out which room she slept in so they could wash the sheets. That's true. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, if you're the help, it's not fun. You're not having a good time. <laughs> no. You're just constantly stressed. <laughs> oh, man. Um, so since they were basically putting rooms on rooms because... You take you can't take a two-story farmhouse and then just turn it into a seven-story building. It just is not easily done. Right. So they're putting rooms on rooms. Okay, I know what I was trying to say. And they kind of just <laughs> and they kind of just threw the house together. There were several windows that were literally just like looking into other rooms. Ooh, I don't like that. Yeah, it looks like it's a window to go outside and it's just looking into another room. <laughs> like you're in school or something. Um, and then, okay, so one of the contractors that was there and worked there, he said that she would have daily seances with a medium where she would ask the good spirits what she would should do next to the house. And that's how she got a lot of the bizarre additions. Oh, interesting. Yeah. I mean, this is what one contractor says, but I don't Hmm. know. But Um, does the ghost have, like, are they an interior designer? Like, why take their advice? I don't know. Right. I guess just just do whatever they want. I don't care. That's fine. So construction, like I already said before, went on day and night. She literally had multiple work crews that would come work different shifts so that they could be working 24-7, seven days a week, all year round. Wow. They, like I said, they 
only stopped when they were finally informed that, when they were informed that she was dead. And it was very, very sudden. Mm-hmm. So I was reading, I don't know, I didn't see this anywhere else. I just saw this on one source. But it said that she hated, she demanded that the whole house, they use redwood throughout the whole house. But she didn't like the color of redwood. So they'd have to paint the redwood. Wow. That's so <laughs> much work. How, yeah. I, I don't know how true that is, but by the end of everything, when she passed away, they used over 20,000 gallons of paint just to paint the wood alone. Jeez. Oh my goodness. I know. Imagine having that much money. You can afford these kind of like jobs every single day of your entire life. Like, yeah. What? I know. I can hardly afford to have my bathroom redone. Literally. <laughs> I'm looking, I'm moving in two days. I'm looking at like $20 dressers on Amazon that are like fabric yeah. <laughs> dressers. <laughs> I know. And she furnishes 160 rooms. Ma'am. Can I have your money? <laughs> I know. She's so, like, okay, never mind. Go. <laughs> <laughs> um, some people speculate. This is a whole other suspicion that people have okay. that she was actually part of a mystic society called the. I'm going to totally push this. The Rosicrucians. Have oh, you ever heard of them? No. I actually didn't look anything up about, about them, but so I know nothing about them. Or some other secret society. Um, and so really, the people, these people believe that the whole house is actually a puzzle full of clues. Okay. For a what? lot of the clues that people believe, a lot of people believe that the clues are in the ballroom. Hmm. there's a lot of different decorations that for some reason they just think are clues okay clues did did they say clues to what like no and that's the thing like (laughs) but it's because it's a secret society so i guess we're just not allowed to know we're not in the society (laughs) we can't yeah so the secret society i guess knows the clues (laughs) But I don't know. Maybe someday they'll find some like insane thing in one of these. Like they'll find a room with something super insane in it. Yeah. I don't know. Anyway. Um, then there are others that believe that she was so full of grief that she went crazy. Mm-hmm. And then actually the mystery, the Winchester Mystery House historian herself, Janan bohm i might be butchering her last name believes that she was doing it because it reminded her of happier times back when she was first building her home with william oh yeah she also says right i know it's sweet she also says that the reason why she wanted all the work done to the house was because she wanted to employ people of the community Oh, well, that's sweet. 
Yeah. yeah. So, I mean, I like the way that she looks at it. I mean, that's giving them a job literally forever. Right. So. She's not, she's not only employing the construction workers, she's employing 18 servants and 18 gardeners. Oh, wow. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's a lot of people. Right. And on top of that, I'm sure that there are other people coming in and doing things too. So right. she definitely had a lot of staff under her. And the beauty, the beautiful, the beautiful thing about <laughs> it is she was never alone. So oh yeah, she had this massive house, but she was never going to be lonely in it because she always had people there. Yeah. Mm, she could not criticizing her or anything she could have like turned it into like an orphanage or something but but i don't know <laughs> maybe she didn't want to fill it with children if there were like 999 yeah, ghosts running around or something oh gosh yeah um that's really where it is all at with the with the history of everything that's kind of up to date now on to the ghost stories so one of the ghosts that's seen around the house is named Clyde and he's actually been seen by a lot of the employees and visitors oh you so say I wanted- Clyde or Clive Clyde okay like Bonnie and Clyde yeah okay <laughs> I considered doing Bonnie and Clyde today um and so you know when they say that it was seen by an employee I believe it more than when they say that it's been seen by a visitor yeah because I don't know they've been there for a while yeah right like because if I were going around saying oh my god I just saw a ghost like at my place of work it, it has to be pretty believable yeah you know but whatever um so Clyde can either be found pushing a wheelbarrow typically down in the basement or he is repairing the fireplace in the ballroom he they describe him as having a mustache and he wears white overalls with apparently a Victorian boater hat Oh, and so I did not know what this was, and I'm like, that is so specific. Turns out they actually have a picture of this dude. Oh, um, but when he was alive in a group oh, of people, okay. yeah. So I'll share the picture with you. Let's see if I'll send it to you really quick. It's more compelling that they have a real person that they can connect this ghost to. Like, oh, this right. is him. Exactly. That's the thing. So he, in the picture I'm sending you right now, Emily, he is the one in the far left. He just looks like a friendly dude, too. Like, I wouldn't be too concerned if I saw him. Let's see. <laughs> the one all the way on the left? Yeah. Oh, my God. He he looks like he'd be... You know, in a in a saloon, like playing the piano and singing. <laughs> That's what he yes. looks like. You're right. He does. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. So, so anyway, I think that's really cool that they're like, "This is the guy that we saw." Wow, 
that's cool. Everyone just want to see Clyde. Yeah, I know. When we go, <laughs> I I would love to see Clyde. Um, people also say that they sometimes feel tugging on their skirts or shirts. Ooh, during the tours, um, they report seeing doorknobs turn. And even, I guess some people say that they have temporarily lost their vision, which is pretty sketchy. Mm-hmm. I don't love that. <laughs> For you, you'd be like, hey, a migraine's coming. Yeah, I'd be like, oh my God, I'm getting a migraine. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it happens all the time. But some people, that's not normal for. So. <laughs> <laughs> um. People also claim to hear footsteps specifically in her bedroom, too which one (laughs) right exactly so i think that they recently reopened the daisy room and when they did this tour guide had a group of people in the daisy room and while she was in there she's talking about the room and then she hears like a loud sigh from the hallway so she walks out there to go get the straggler well she turns the corner to go in the hallway and she sees kind of like an apparition shadow figure kind of turn the corner going down the hallway the other way. Mm-hmm. So then she kept following it and she walked in the hallway to see and there was nothing there. So people are saying what the rumor is, is that she was really annoyed because she was in the daisy room to hide out, hide away from all the tourists. <laughs> and then they opened it up and now there's a tour there so she's li- oh and by the way the second time that she went in the hallway where there was nothing there she heard a sigh again and so mm-hmm. she's they're saying that sarah's just pissed off that they went in her room yeah literally. Was like one place to get like, away from oh, guys. god <laughs> you're just sighing like i just thought that that story was kind of funny oh my god if I, i'd be like sorry sarah i'll leave <laughs> we'll block this room off again <laughs> clearly annoyed with us <laughs> um but then also a maintenance worker denny said that one day when he was in the house he could hear some footsteps and they sounded like they were at the floor above him so he goes upstairs and each time he went upstairs he kept hearing them above him and it, he, he described it as it always being one step ahead of him. So he, so imagine him walking down these hallways and hearing the steps right above him, just one step ahead of him the whole yeah. time. Ew. And so he, he continuously follows this up because he's thinking the whole time this is a trespasser. Mm-hmm. Um, and not until all the way, he gets all the way up to the roof and no one's there. Wow. So that was just messing with him. And then um, one of the marketing directors took a picture of the house in 2015. And in this picture, there's an apparition looking out the window. And um, so a lot of people debate about this picture because some people say it's just the reflection of the sky on the window. And some people say it's an apparition. Uh, according to their according to their official website the main consensus is that it is a spirit it is not the sky okay the thing is all the other windows 
don't have a reflection on them. I sent it to you, by the way. And you can tell right away which which window oh, it yeah. is. Oh, yeah. Ooh. Spoopy. Right. So, guys, um, we'll post these on our Instagram page, or you can always just look up the Watcher House. So you can see these no, the Winchester House. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> yeah, wrong. Wrong one. That was episode seven. <laughs> Go back to episode seven. Way back in the day. Uh, <laughs> Sorry. The Winchester house. <laughs> Doing so good. Um, that's, yeah, that's creepy. Yeah, I know. So anyway, a lot of famous people have visited this place over the years. Yeah. Just to name a few. Like we said. Houdini saw the place in 1924. Mm-hmm. And then our BFF, Zach Baggins, saw the place. Of course he's been there. Yes, of course. of course. He is with Ghost Adventures. Yeah. They went and saw the place in 2014. And then I'm so sorry, I'm going to butcher this name. Okay. But he's a medium named James Van Prague. And apparently he had a seance dinner. Oh. I know. Like, I was wondering if this is something that people host and other people attend this dinner or if it's just him and the person he's trying to summon. (laughs) I don't know. Interesting. But anyway, he ended up summoning Sarah during this dinner. And she said that she was happy that there were so many visitors in her house. I hope so. I mean, I hope she's not pissed (laughs) about it. She actually said, why are all these people in my house? (laughs) (laughs) Um, But okay, so out of all of this, you know, all these could be just crazy stories. She really could just have been wanting to either give the community jobs or she might have been lonely and just wanted people in her house constantly. And that was the best way she could think to do it. But the thing that is the most bizarre to me that makes this story a ghost story to me Mm -hmm. is in 2019, Janan Bohm, the the historian that I mentioned earlier, met with an architectural historian who was trying to figure out who created the stained glass windows. He was pretty sure he knew who had done it, but like, there's no evidence. Like it's just based off of, you know, what he's seeing mm-hmm. the very next day, a restore uncovered a perfectly preserved envelope that was hidden in a wall from 125 years before this. No way. It was addressed to Sarah from Pacific American Decorative Company, which is the exact company that the architectural historian thought had done those windows. Wow. How do they find something in the wall without, like, damaging this historical house, like, breaking down the wall? Like, So they are restoration. So I think a lot of them are just trying to like I said, there's a lot of damage still to the house. So I think that they're trying to bring it back to how it used to be and make it somewhat presentable. Okay. Um, a lot of the time they're actually restoring the house and, and 
opening up new rooms that and they're putting up new wallpaper and you're like okay that is that's false to the history of it right the wallpaper is literally stuff that she had in the house so it's from her own collection oh okay that they're putting on the walls that's cool right so I don't know if that's kind of something that they were doing like they're just trying to open up new rooms and they see this in the damaged wall or whatever Mm -hmm. but what are the odds that 125 years later the literally the next day after this architectural historian comes out and sees the place Mm -hmm. that they find that letter in the wall yeah that's that's crazy but like I believe in coincidences that goes further than a coincidence to me though yeah that's like something made that happen you know yeah so obviously a lot of people believe that Sarah was the one that put that letter there or or some somehow that that had happened where the letter appeared there due to Sarah whether she pushed the restorer in that direction or what yeah wow yeah so now the Winchester house the Winchester mystery house is a national landmark they do tours they even do ghost tours um weddings there Oh my God. I know. I'm going to get married there. <laughs> <laughs> right. And they even have axe throwing in their stables. <gasps> Dude, that'd be so fun. Yeah. So it's just like a fun place to go and tour and just enjoy your day. And you can go oh to the park God. and have a picnic. So um, many things to do. Maybe we'll see right. Clyde. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so. Not too much has been discovered about Sarah Winchester's actual reasoning for building such a labyrinth of a home, but that is one of the many things that draws people to the Winchester Mystery House from all over the world. Wow. So, so that's all I got go. for you. <laughs> I, I'm, hold on. I'm looking. It's only $40 for a ticket to tour the house. That's on That's top of so you know it. just a couple hundred dollars to get there but like <laughs> yeah, right. no problem and uh, you know hotels and everything i'll just stay at the house it's fine it's just such amazing place even without all the ghost stories mm-hmm. architecturally like yeah architecturally it's full of so much history yeah it's a it's beautiful house Mm-hmm. weird but like it's really beautiful house right it's it's completely completely unique and if you look up pictures you know it looks like it just kind of thrown together there's it's yeah. oddly shaped but I think it would just be so cool to go see me too I really want to go there's like a handful of like supposedly haunted places that I really want to go just because like not only because of ghosts but like that it looks cool like I just want to see all the rooms and stuff like right that one and like like places. yeah I mean that kind of reminds me of us going to see Alcatraz yeah which is also in San Francisco but 
it, it'd be cool if we would have seen a ghost, but also without any ghost stories or ghost sightings, like it was still a really cool experience to see. Exactly. That yeah. Places that just are like have history and are fun, and maybe you'll see a ghost, but right. Yeah. And I just think it's really cool that Harry Houdini himself went and saw the house and labeled it as the mystery house. Yeah, I mean, you can't doubt Houdini. Hello. No, of course not. If he can't figure it out, nobody can. Right. Right. Yeah. Wow. Well, good right, job, well, Casey. Folks. That Thank was really you. good. <laughs> I tried. I tried. I, you know, kudos to you. You do a lot of research. Yeah. So. Yeah. <laughs> but I, I find it fun. Like, I like research. Yeah, no, it, dirty. <laughs> it is really cool. No, I actually had a good time looking all this information up and and writing everything down. I thought that um, I'm I'm less likely to forget any of the information. Mm-hmm. You know, you tell me a story and I react and I remember a lot of the facts. But obviously, when you write it down and then you teach someone else about it, you're going to remember it that much more. So exactly. That's how I feel about it. Yeah, we have a fountain of facts about that. Yeah. Ever have a question? Let me know. (laughs) There's um, just like, you know, we've been saying like, oh, we're both very busy because so I feel really bad about our schedule. But um, I I know we used to be like every Monday we have an episode drop and I still want to like do our best to be weekly, but probably it'll come out at any random day during the week just saying guys sorry yeah but sorry about that guys <laughs> well I'll try and get it all done to on a regular schedule but it might not happen so just yeah. want to throw that out there I think that we're gonna get a little bit better about it um because I know I haven't been the most on top of it either yeah um so more on top of it I'm back to days so my life is more normal Cool. I'm getting put on a regular schedule now that I'm part-time too. So that'll help as well. Oh yeah. As a college program, you get any random time, any random day, I get regular time and days now. So oh, that good. will help. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right. So that sounds good. All right. Okay. Well, and then note, I'm Casey. I'm Emily. And you just heard a sprinkle of sugar, a dash of murder. Yeah, it's your turn. Yeah, it's my turn.